gentlemen seven and o'clock on a saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mckay and i'm not hello folks it's the other guy on the uh, other podcast john hogue here and live and direct from exotic valdosta georgia hello diana hello how you doing I'm great. I'm absolutely great. I'm looking forward to our podcast tonight. It looks like fun. Well, there's been some interesting things occur this week. Yeah. Uh, Why are they changing the name of Troop Street? Uh, Okay, Governor Troop. Okay, you have to go way the heck back in time. Um, uh, by the way, that, I, I have to, for anyone who's a first-time listener <laughs> on the other podcast, Diana lives in scenic um, Valdosta, Georgia, and uh, and there is a ra- there is a movement to change the name of Troop Street in Valdosta. Yeah, um, okay, the thing is that I know the city council is unthrilled. They went through this um, before with uh, Bob, uh, Forest Street uh, being changed into Barack Obama uh, Boulevard. I refuse to call it that, I call it Bob. Um, But uh, the whole thing is, okay, Governor Troop is uh, is the guy who essentially uh, back in I guess the 1830s 18, or so. Yes, 1820s. Um, 1820s and 30s. Um, first of all, helped carve out Lowndes County and wow. established the town that the first town, which was Troopville. Um, we when in 1845. Uh, the city fathers picked up and moved uh, five miles west in order to get the the rail be on the railroad, and changed the name to Valdosta, which was the name of Troops' uh, plantation. So anyway, I, I have a horrible feeling at some point somebody's going to get all upset about that. Um, oh my god! A, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Just, I refuse to have my, the, anyway, they want to change the name to Mary Turner. And my only problem with that is that if you know anything about Troop Street in, here in Valdosta, you don't want to change the name. Just, just trust me on this. It won't celebrate anybody or anything. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking, they, they are protesting, and their chant as they marched <gasps> down Troop Street was, no justice, no peace, no oh, more racist up. streets. And I'm like, 
I'm like, has anybody been shot by a cop lately in Valdosta? I mean, I mean, what is this? Uh, you know, this is this is uh, lunacy. Uh, this is this there's reminds, a university. This is there's a whole university group bent on doing this stuff. Um, they came around with a petition to change the name of Tomb Street. I um, because uh, Tombs owned two plantations, to which I asked the guys, uh, "Excuse me, but." Um, a month ago, did you know who Troop was? Or did you know who Tombs was? And the answer was no. And I said, then why do you want to change the street, the name of the street? You learned something, didn't you? I, I really hate this crap. It just, it just is so useless. Yeah, well, it, you know. It, well, you it, need to speak out as a refugee from the People's Republic <laughs> of San Francisco. Well, on the, on the, on the other hand, these people uh, are obviously striving to follow the leadership that, uh, that our betters had been giving for oh, us. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, which uh, our betters kind of got caught up uh, in, mm. uh, at the Academy Awards uh, in uh, basically becoming part of a new meme. Uh, mm. There's this, uh, I, I, there have been so many memes done around the, uh, the, the image of Batman slapping Robin and, uh, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock are now uh, in competition for that one. Uh, mm. By the way, it's interesting. Uh, Chris Rock says he's pressing charges. Oh, I'm I'm not surprised because uh, that it, it's it's battery. I mean, he should. Okay, look, I really am thinking that Will Smith is an idiot. Um, it was a t it was a weak joke, and it didn't mean anything. All he had to do was do the ha 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 how funny thing and let it go, and it would all be forgotten in minutes. Nobody okay. knows you know, the Babylon, or care. The Babylon Bee though did have a good one about uh, Amy Schumer then being uh, shocked that you could be slapped for a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, you know, by the way, by the way, uh, uh, as a uh, congenital uh, smart aleck mm -hmm. as, as a young man and, and uh, uh, sarcastic to this day, <laughs> but as a young man, I would all often find myself confronted by angry people mm -hmm. uh, who wanted to fight me and I was not <laughs> angry at them. You know, and that's, I, I really felt for Chris Rock in that situation. It's mm -hmm. like, man, I didn't do, intend to do you no harm. Why are you up here in my face? And this. Um, it was a joke, man. The, the imbalance of, of, of anger in such a situation like that, you know, it, it, and if you go and you research who Chris Rock is, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, he was as a, in school, he was a little kid and got bullied. Mm -hmm. His parents then um, wrangled a way to get him into a majority white school mm -hmm. um, in Brooklyn. Uh, and, and so, but there, you know, he was not only the white guy, I mean, the, the little guy, guy, he was the black guy. And so, so he was getting double bullied. Mm -hmm. And and so he has dealt with this his entire life, you know. And mm -hmm. and for Will Smith, who you know, who's got you know probably fifty pounds on Chris Rock, not to mention the reach and whatever, uh, you know, um, 
Will Smith actually played Muhammad Ali in a movie, okay? Uh, so, you know, for for him to, you know, do this and and then have that obscene outburst, you know, and and then you wonder, and we will get to it later, you know, mm. you 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 wonder what does this um this kind of uh, you know keep your my wife's name out of your mouth, you know, and this kind of behavior um from people who should be role models i mean you know and, and 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 then on the other hand um you know you think about some of the people how many oscars does harvey weinstein have right uh, how many Lots. oscars uh woody allen uh um roman polanski roman polanski i mean i mean the people who make uh, uh movies in hollywood aren't necessarily uh, moral uh, avatars, I, yeah, avatars for the rest of us. No, too but, right. But they want to be in control of the narrative. The problem with, with a lot of our betters this last uh, few weeks has been the narrative has been changing. <laughs> it's been funny. Uh, Wapo got the message apparently uh -huh. uh, over the last week or so, and they've joined in reporting more or less truthfully on Hunter's laptop. Uh, so have uh, Politico and CNN and NBC News and The Hill and a bunch of other things. And it's interesting to see how the narrative is changing on that story. But now, you'll notice yeah. I said more or less truthfully. I didn't say it all uh, completely. Well, well, I don't think it can be trusted. You know, the point is, is that once you... The thing about journalism is that once you lose your credibility, it's gone, mm -hmm. okay? Yes. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I've said for years the Washington Post is one of the, I, I mean, you know, the New York Times is bad. Uh, mm -hmm. The Washington Post is in many ways worse. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know... Well, democracy dies in derpness. Yeah, anyway... Yeah, that, that is an idiotic, idiotic... Uh, tagline. It's just awful. Well, yeah, you know, I, I've changed it to derpness. Yeah. Anyway, you're correct. Um, I had a post this week called "Why Is Russian Disinformation More Trustworthy Than the Liberal Media?" Because the and, liberal media makes it up out of whole cloth. Go on. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the the uh, anchor of this story. Uh, the anchor of this story is a Daily Beast uh, tweet uh, from uh, March 24th in which they declared em emphatically, there is, of course, absolutely no actual evidence that Hunter Biden is bankrolling a secret bioweapons lab. Okay? Now, and the, and the whole point of this... Um, and the whole point of this was to refute uh, a, a statement from the Russian government of all places claiming that um, that the investment firm to which Biden is connected as a partner, mm -hmm. Rosemont Seneca, has mm -hmm. been implicated in financing the biological research program in Ukraine. Now, the mm -hmm. question of what is going on in those laboratories or what has gone on in those laboratories and whether uh -huh. they can be 
uh, spoke of as a, um, a bioweapons program. That's the, that's the question here. Mm-hmm. But, but so it's immediately dismissed by the mainstream media. <laughs> and, um, and because Hunter and because uh, Tucker Carlson uh, uh, repeated it, they attacked Tucker Carlson. Uh, here's the, the headline is Russian state media had pushed the same idea hours earlier, but the Fox News host insisted you're not a Russian agent repeating discredited Putin talking points if you ask. But this was an important story. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, it was confirmed that that it's true that the the company that uh, Hunter Biden was involved in did get government, U.S. government grants um, to fund uh, a Ukrainian research project. And mm-hmm. this is in, in uh, 2014. This is just yep. about the time that all this is going on in the emails. And so, and so, and so yes, uh, they boasted about this. Well, you know, uh, uh-huh. there's treaty about biological weapons. and Yes, there is. They're generally considered extreme no-nos. They're classified as weapons of mass destruction. Yep. Uh, and it is our doctrine that the use of any one kind of uh, weapon of mass destruction uh, will be responded to by uh, a weapon of mass destruction that we use. Now, mm-hmm. we supposedly have gotten rid of all of our chemical weapons huh. other, other, no, other than riot control agents. Man, um, right. Uh, no, I, and actually, that's something uh, I pretty much believe uh, is probably true because I'm aware of people who are involved in the destruction of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And we never really got into the bioweapon business in terms of uh, offensive capability because it's really the problem is it blow it can the wind changes and it blows back on you. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and so, but we have an extensive program centered around Fort Detrick in Maryland, but but also Mm -hmm. worldwide, we fund research on how do you defend against this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me that we are funding that kind of research any place in the world. But the, the, the other thing is we've, our, our, we've got plenty of the other kind of weapon of mass destruction. And if you were to use bioweapons against us, our doctrine is you'll, you'll get nuked. Yeah. Well, yes, you it, will. It, it, the, the issue, though, is that why is our media less trustworthy than Kremlin propaganda? That's that. You know, it is media <sighs> credibility that's at stake here. No, but, it's, you know, it's, talking it's about, the narrative. That's yes, at it stake. is. Talking about well, the narrative's chemi- dead. <laughs> uh, talking about chemical weapons, I remember mm-hmm. when I was in um, uh, in college at Jacksonville State University in Jacksonville, Alabama, had a, mm-hmm. a, a one of the nation's best ROTC programs, uh, um, and uh, because it was right next to what was then known as Fort McClellan which is mm-hmm. down near Anniston, Alabama. Uh, and so, so we, we had a lot of active duty attending military science 
classes at um, Jacksonville State. So there was a strong military presence uh, on campus. And and I had roommates uh, who were in the ROTC program. I'll tell you a fun ROTC story after you get done. And after, after uh, you know, and this was the late 70s, early 80s. And I, I, I re- you know, I remember reading, you know, their training manuals and stuff like that. And they always train uh, in... Uh, gas masks, okay, gas masks were, were you know, and, and mm. things like that, because if the, if the Russian, you know, I mean, if the Soviets, right, if we'd ever gotten into World War Three back in the day, and, you know, the, mm. uh, the Ruskies come pouring through the Fulda Gap, that kind of situation, we knew that they would advance behind a cloud of lethal chemicals, Okay, mm. sarin gas, every kind of nerve agent you can imagine. They had the most extensive uh, chemical weapons uh, uh, arsenal, and and they were by God going to use it. They were going to use mm. everything they had. And what we have seen in Ukraine, okay, where they just completely devastated for no reason, okay, uh, uh, civilian buildings, uh, and just. Uh, just yeah, I'll have to go kill the dog. And now. I, uh, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll just mention what my uh, experience was uh, being an army officer in the '70s when that was part of what mm-hmm. was going on. Um, mm-hmm. Part of part of the the kit that I went to the field with. Now, this was not true in Vietnam, but mm-hmm. you know, part of my field uh, uh, kit. Uh, in my gas mask pack, there were uh, mm-hmm. three serrets, which are a thing kind of like a toothpaste tube with a hypodermic needle on the end of it. Yep. And uh, those three serrets contained atropine, which is uh, mm-hmm. a, which is a first aid antidote to uh, nerve gas. Yep. The, the other three serrets I had on me were morphine to, to keep uh, wounded soldiers quiet. Yeah. But, uh, well, by the screaming way, uh, is really bad for morale. Yeah. Yeah, the the dog barking was that the Amazon man made a delivery during our show. Mm-hmm. Oh, good yes. for him! And so, so I hope it's something nice. Anyways, but 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 the, Ginger was Ginger was very upset by this. But uh. the absolute brutality uh, mm-hmm. uh, displayed by the Russians in this, and and and, and I at one level I kind of tune it out all this stuff about uh, you know civilian casualties. It look okay. <sighs> War is bad, okay? Yes. And I, I, yes, I noticed. Can I and, quote, and, do I, you want me to quote Sherman? I've practically memorized the sec, that section of the letter. Okay. Um, you cannot condemn war in stronger terms than I will. War is brutality and you cannot refine it. And those who brought that the scourge of war upon our country deserve the strongest condemnations that a free people can pour out. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and, and that kind of thing is um, the way the Russians fought, have, Mm -hmm. have, have fought in, in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, speaks ill uh, of them. Uh, you know, the United mm-hmm. States has gone to extreme um, measures to to uh, you know to develop the kind of 
uh, hyper accurate weapons with GPS guidance mm. and stuff like that uh, to, to minimize to the greatest extent possible. Well, it's a collateral damage. Well, not a lot of that, yep. but a lot of people don't understand how many tons of bombs we dropped on the Germans and the Japanese to no effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, a, a dumb bomb that costs a few thousand dollars, if you have to use a, a, a thousand of them, mm-hmm. is less cost effective than a, than a $25,000 or $250,000 smart weapon. Right. And right. so uh, and, and an eighty thousand dollar rocket taking out a four million dollar tank sounds like a good deal to me. Yep. Uh, yeah. and, well, anyways, this, we're uh, talking brutality, Russian brutality. Have you seen some of the stuff out of Buka? Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, it's uh, the, the top of my uh, uh, the top of my uh, uh, blog. Is right it on now. your the blog? Other- I got it off of the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the top of my blog is is some I'm stuff sorry. about and and by uh, Buka and Borodyanka and Borodyanka. Makariv. You know, these are the towns that have been liberated. Mm-hmm. Irpin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, we, we've got you got Ukraine further down, so uh, we'll anyways, save some but of that. Yeah, I'm 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 going on and on. Right. Uh, on the other hand, at least you learned enough about uh, the geography of the world. Uh, when you were in school to know where Ukraine is. Yes. Right? I learned lots of stuff in school. Mm-hmm. People uh, are sometimes amazed by what I learned. One of the things I learned how to do <laughs> at Julia Green Elementary School was math. Mm-hmm. And another thing I learned how to do at Julia Green Elementary School uh, was um, how to do research. You know, mm-hmm. remember remember card catalogs and all that. Good yes. Stuff? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, really, I love those it's, things. It's, I miss them. <laughs> it, it's a little easier with uh, uh, with uh, computer Google. Google now for the people who still use that. I don't use mm-hmm. Google anymore, but you can get on the interwebs and search. And Ouch. one of the things I searched for was mm-hmm. how much energy does it take to charge a Tesla. <laughs> And I found that it takes 34 kilowatts of energy to go 100 miles in a Tesla. So if you're going to charge your Tesla to go 100 miles, you need 34 kilowatts of energy. And you know what? It doesn't appear by magic. It, the, the stuff to, to the charging station actually has to be generated and then transmitted from the power generation plant to the charging stand. Um, and so uh, I... I the kind of engineering I'm, even though I'm an electrical engineer, the kind of engineering I do, we don't do kilowatt hours, we do joules. Mm-hmm. And uh, 34 kilowatt hours is 122 megajoules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the typical charging station's electrical efficiency is about 90%. So for, to get 122 megajoules out, you got to put 136 megajoules in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got to generate the the power and transmit it over the grid and the average efficiency between a power station and an end user in the United States is about 89%. So now we're up to needing 153 megajoules going into the transmission network. Now let's <laughs> assume that we're going to get ch- our charging energy from a very modern, very efficient coal fired plant. And so you've got a burn coal to heat water to make steam 
to turn a turbine, to spin the, uh, the generator. And that actually is 32% is, a, a, is a kind of the efficiency of all that process, which mm -hmm. means you need about 472 megajoules of energy from the coal you're going to burn. Mm -hmm. And you can get about 22 gigajoules of energy uh, out of uh, burning a ton of coal. So that means you need just under 44 pounds of coal to burn, to charge a Tesla to go 100 miles. And that's a fuel economy of 2.3 miles per pound of coal. Uh, now, you're not used to, I guess Stacy is out there smiling at me and looking quizzically. He's not used to the EPA rating cars in pounds. Uh, pounds of, per coal. Yeah. Uh, pounds of coal. Right. Per, uh, yeah. But, but, no, but, but, but no, we can, we can take that uh, and, and do that. Basically, what comes from the energy is you're burning carbon. Okay, you're burning the carbon in the coal. Well, you could burn, it could be bunker oil, it could be gasoline, it could be lighter fluid, you're burning carbon. You're burning mm -hmm. pounds of carbon to make that energy. And so that allows you to do a, a reasonable conversion to that's roughly equivalent to a car that gets 15 miles per gallon. <laughs> well, so you're basically your mileage, driving a Suburban, but you can only maybe fit four people. Uh, well, I, I'll just point out that the average Tesla is roughly the size of the uh, 2017 Passat I used to drive, and I got mm -hmm. 34 miles to a gallon in it. Well, the, the, the problem in all of this enthusiasm, the only thing you can call it, the enthusiasm for quote-unquote green energy Okay, that's a wonderful choice of a word, and I'm going to explain why when you get done. Go. The so-called green energy uh, uh, cheerleaders um, have have no apparent um, awareness of the okay. trade-offs involved in terms of no, the cost, of the, the 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 cost efficiency, the the cost mm -hmm. the how much energy or how much, you know, what are you going to do to manufacture the, you know, uh, the turbines or whatever it is that you're, this new technology, how much, uh, how energy efficient, how cost efficient uh, will that production process be? And what about all the poisonous chemicals mm -hmm. in the uh, electrical car batteries, which are not going oh, to yeah. last forever, by the way? And never mind, where are, who is going to mine all of these um, uh, exotic uh, minerals needed to make those batteries? Well, and, lithium. Oh, by the invisible, way, while I'm, invisible while, I'm asking, while I'm asking moot questions, <laughs> uh, uh, while I'm throwing out questions that they're never even going to think about addressing, <laughs> are we going to use electric uh, 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 cranes, uh, to, to you know, have we got some program to do electrical power cranes or green uh, uh, steam shovels? I can't wait wait to see a uh, mm -hmm. an electrical caterpillar decat bulldozer. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All the seriously. heavy equipment needed to mine what it takes to make an electric car. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, and to transport all of that 
to the places where they're going to assemble all these gizmos. Oh yeah, lithium. Who, how much carbon will be involved in that process? Well, lots, uh, but uh, it's not that they see. You see, it's sort of like if you ask them where they'd rather take a vacation, a beautiful mountain lake or a swamp, they're going to tell you they want to go to the mountain lake. Without And um, you'll say, yes, but the biota there is much more limited than in the swamp. And they'll look at you blankly because they have no clue. Well, not only that, you see, the thing is, he used the word enthusiasm. And that mm. has its word a root in uh, in uh, ancient, Greek ancient Greek as the word that we used to describe being indwelled uh, by a god. And particularly mm -hmm. if you think of uh, Dionysus. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and that kind of wild celebration. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, yes, well, let's it's a not religion. think about the Maynards. It, it, well, it's, it, it, it's well, that's exactly who this is about. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and so, you know, it, it's a religious experience for them. Uh, let me tell it you, is. though, let me tell you, though, about some other stuff I uh, learned that uh, in school that's a little bit different from what these people th seem to think. Uh, in the fifth grade, Mrs. Leathers was very good about teaching grammar, and she did a really good job on pronouns. <laughs> oh, uh, goody. And she, and she introduced me to a poem by Ogden Nash, which I think uh, kind of gives you my point of view. It's called The Octopus. <laughs> Tell me, oct oh, octopus, I begs, is those things arms or is they legs? I marvel at the octopus if i were thou i'd call me us and that's kind of how i feel about the, this whole program yeah thing. speaking of the gender agenda I, yeah i guess we have to i had a post this week called okay groomer democrats <laughs> go all in on promoting lgbtq to young children uh -huh. and what has happened is because a um uh, Democrats have identified Governor DeSantis of Florida as mm -hmm. their next Hitler, okay, replacing <laughs> Trump, okay, and they, they, he's the guy they expect to run against in 2024, and so so he's pre-demonized, okay. It's it is it doesn't have to be proven um, that he's a bad guy. They know he's a bad guy because mm -hmm. Republicans like him. And, the, and so, mm -hmm. so this is the way the media narrative works. Anyways, Florida passed its Parental Rights in Education Bill. Yes. All this does, all this, uh, it has many mm -hmm. elements in it, by the way, mm -hmm. but, but the, the part they're caught, they have been smearing it as the don't, don't say, say gay, gay bill. Yeah, and, and um, but all it does is um, uh, prohibit, prohibit certain mm -hmm. kinds of instruction uh, mm -hmm. for children in uh, pre-K through third grade. In other words, ages four to eight. Okay, mm -hmm. you're, you're not supposed to be talking to them, uh, having lessons about sexuality and gender identity. Well, you're talking mm -hmm. about kids who are prepubescent. Got, they don't have a clue about it anyway. And they uh, don't, and don't care, care at that point. But I saw a wonderful tweet and, uh, and that with a wonderful response to it uh, this afternoon on Twitter. It, oh, someone yeah. was tweeting out that this law is uh, causing 
a, a large number of LGBTQ uh, educators in Florida to resign. And somebody, and, and that was basically the reply to it is, uh, and, and, the, and the people of Florida can thank God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, is that everybody is jumping up and down over this and, and uh, you're having teachers take to social media, teachers not only in Florida, but in other places, take to social media uh, to, to advertise basically the craziness Okay, mm -hmm. that is going on in our schools. Okay, because they're uh, these activist types, uh, you know, are, are just, I mean, they just insist, oh, we must talk to your four year old about gender identity. We must, we How absolutely no? must. It is our right and our duty to talk to little bitty children about sex. You know, uh, those... How about no? <laughs> well, yes, actually, you're close there. Uh, the correct response to them would be something that would be a, an appropriate response to a four-year-old. What part of no do you not understand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the... the, uh, the um, well, the thing is, is they, they don't understand no. And part of the, what's been going on is they, the, they have been sheltered by the shoddy reporting we've been talking about mm. by the corporate media, uh, because they're they're actually the foot soldiers uh, to the greatest extent, the teachers union mm -hmm. of, 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 of the Democrats. Um, and, you know, there's too much power, wealth mm -hmm. and control involved. Uh, mm. And but the thing is, now people are actually seeing it impinged daily on their families and that is that you know and that's causing you know there was something that was going to happen uh, happen in terms of uh, the internet uh, breaking down uh, the, the ability to hide stuff right. uh, and, and but the streisand we, effect but, but we we block mm -hmm. but we we got away from the blogosphere and, and got in these curate curated things like Facebook and Twitter, mm. but the blogosphere is coming back. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm seeing it. Uh, and if people want to be a part of that, they can help support blogs, especially they should pay attention to the yellow button. <laughs> Folks, um, if, uh, if, if you will go to my blog, the other McCain.com, by the way, this is the, portion of the show where we engage in shameless capitalist greed. Um, if you'll go to my blog, theothermccain.com, um, you will notice near the top of the center column, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow donate button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can donate dollars, pesos, euros, whatever currency you've got. Uh, uh, we're still not we're still not taking rubles again. I yeah, I it's up to PayPal. Uh, you know, mm. I, I I think we're not taking rubles, but whatever. Anyways, if you if you will click the yellow button and go to my PayPal account, you can donate to help support the blog, help support the podcast, and of course keep my wife happy because mm -hmm. my wife likes it when I make money. And so keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, Hogwash 
Hogue.com. Alas, Mrs. Hogue has uh, uh, left this uh, mortal life, so I don't have her to keep happy, but I still have the mortgage to pay and other things. So uh, you can go to Hoguewatch.com and uh, click on the icon in the sidebar of a tip jar be taken to my paypal account help support that way or you can shop at the hogwash store for all sorts of uh, amusing trinkets or you can use the uh, links to shopping at amazon that you find at both our blogs and other places around the internet this is a thing called the amazon affiliates uh, program and bloggers who participate in that uh, get a little cut of the action when the links from their blogs are used it's just something good that a amazon does for the blogosphere and that i'm thankful for regardless however you choose to support us please remember the five most important words in the english language hit the freaking tip jar Yes, please. Uh, folks, uh, by the way, we, we did not get to the end of my uh, previous post. And, and one of the mm -hmm. points I made in there mm -hmm. is that the same people um, uh, who want to talk to your child uh, in, in pre-kindergarten about gender identity and sexuality, these same people uh, uh, have no problem uh, with Judge Katanji uh, Jackson, who thinks mm -hmm. that child pornography is no big deal, that, uh, uh. to such an extent that uh, she has given defendants an average 47% less sentences, uh, child pornography defendants, than what the uh. prosecutors recommended. Now, I bring this up, and I'm going to connect this to something that you're not going to see coming. Oh, I bet you I know what it's, where you're going. Okay. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of Keegan Klein? Kegan Klein? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In 2017, Indiana police raided Klein in a child pornography investigation. Boy, howdy that, did they. That was connected uh, to the disappearance of two teenage girls who were found killed in a park where they had gone hiking. This was mm -hmm. in Indiana. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and so, in other words, the guy with the massive stash of kitty porn is also a suspect in the murder of two girls. But there's nothing to worry about, according to Judge Jackson and her Democratic supporters. Now, I'm going to bring up, and I think you know where it, you're nodding as if you know, the people who got the transcript of the police interview with Klein were a mm -hmm. couple of true crime podcasters Ane Kane mm -hmm. and Kevin Greenlee and their podcast, which is called Murder. Oh, I can't I can't call it out by name. But anyways, mm -hmm. they got their start uh, covering the Burger Chef murders. Oh, for God's sake. In wow. Speedway, Indiana. In 1978, the same year that another notorious crime took place in in, in Speedway, Indiana. Yeah, and and uh, one of one of his current associates uh, of the person we're talking about uh, is um, who has been with him uh, almost since day one in his uh, 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 not for profits. Uh, was his uh, cellmate uh, at the end of his uh, time in prison. And that cellmate was serving a 
sentence for kitty porn. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, the the name of the uh, of the podcast is called the Murder Sheet, mm-hmm. and and uh, but they investigated the murder uh, the Burger Chef murders, and it, and if you know this, uh, I think there were four teenagers working yeah. at a fast food joint in Speedway, Indiana that disappeared around midnight and their bodies were found about 20 miles away. They had all been murdered uh-huh. and the crime it's is unsolved. Story. Yeah. The crime is unsolved to this day. And mm-hmm. some of us had suspected that somehow this might be connected uh, to Brett Kimberlin. Uh, but uh, they have investigated and say that it is almost certainly not connected to Brett Kimberlin, that, that it appears that there was a gang of armed robbers operating in the area uh, that also ripped off other uh, fast food places and that, that one of the people involved in it might have been recognized by one of the people, the kids really that oh. were working this fast uh, food restaurant and at Burger Chef and were killed. But anyways, but, but they touched on, uh, you know, the uh, Speedway bomber angle. Well, uh, I mean, but it, it, it's interesting to, to what extent uh, inappropriate attraction to children gets involved in so many of these cases one way or another. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, depri- you know, how depraved do you have to be? Right. Uh, I mean, uh, if you're that depraved, what else is going to, what else are you going to be open to? Oh. Well, I think that we're, that's, so see, that's the thing we're talking about. The people who have been sheltering this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, having been uh, a part of the powers that be for so long, and now it looks like a great many of them are about to lose their jobs. Yes. Uh, Not only lose their jobs, but lose all their power. Because this is one of the things, is that in the Senate, okay, uh, having the majority matters, okay? Mm -hmm. But because of the filibuster, even a, a minority senator still is can be pretty influential in the house man if you don't have the majority in the house you might you know you just you game over yeah 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 you're you're uh, you know that the majority is going to ram through its agenda uh uh always well but as the democrats you know i've been writing about uh the fact that they were going to go into overreach uh, overdrive uh as Mm -hmm. soon as they figured out how precarious they were uh, mm-hmm. with not re- having real control of the Senate and having only the thinnest margin in the House and then who they've elected president. Um, oh, good God. So, they're, look, they've been failing in almost all of their overreach for the past year and a half, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also then you've got the effect that in the real world that the incompetence of the Biden administration has. When you take that and compound it, it's becoming... Now, don't get cocky, but it's becoming more likely that the Republicans will take control of at least one of the houses of Congress. Uh, And I think they're going to get them both. But when that happens, uh, uh, you know, the Democrats are not just going to take their L and and walk away. The lame duck session 
you know, from uh, the end of the elect after the election to when the next Congress uh, starts sitting is mm. going to be amazingly ugly. Uh, well, you've already got um, there. I'm seeing reports that I'm seeing a report that uh, Joe Biden is pushing his DOJ to somehow or other prosecute Trump, uh, which I don't get. Um, I really don't get this. It's kind of crazy to even think about that because I'm, I'm sorry, they've been looking for evidence against Trump for since what, uh, 2015 at least, and they haven't found it. And None of this. Oh, they're doing the walls closing in. They they spent the again whole and again week, and again and again. Yeah, the whole week. If you followed this in Ace of Spades, they spent the whole week with. I there's followed. a gap in the phone records no, trying no, to imply <laughs> some kind of Watergate type of thing, <laughs> and it turned out that no, the phone records are all there. Yeah, he just was using a landline phone for a while. Well, yeah. I can imagine he wasn't the in the White House. He was using a cell phone. It wasn't all. Yeah. And uh, I mean, come on, those are they've got all the records for that. Yeah. The, the stuff going through the White House switchboard. He wasn't using the White House switchboard. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was using his secure telephone. That oh, the, the walls yes. are closing. That the in. National Security Agency yeah, provides, you know, but that 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 the cell phone logs uh, t take that. <laughs> But, you know, the thing is, is that you're seeing, though, the effects of realizing that uh, there may have to be some compromises made in order to keep mm -hmm. what they've got. Uh, mm. You're beginning to see some of that in some of the smarter Democrats. And <laughs> I, I saw an example of it um, this week in Maryland. The redistricting mm -hmm. map was uh, take took the original for the congressional seats took the original O'Malley gerrymander and made it even worse. Uh, I <laughs> live I live in Westminster, Maryland, which is I live about thirty five miles literally due north and about a hundred yards west of the, the Capitol building in D.C. and that's only mm -hmm. thirteen miles from the uh, Mason Dixon line, the border with Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And I was in the same district. I was in Jamie uh, Raskin's Jamie district. Jamie Raskin's district. Dude, you district. poor man. And well, but I mean, it was a little blob uh, in uh, in Montgomery County. And then this thing that s snaked up and then took in a big chunk of Carroll County to keep Carroll C County out of what had been a safe Republican district of Western Maryland. Um, <laughs> what's happened? They've redrawn the map. After a judge uh, who was a staunch Democrat uh, threw, th threw the map out as unconstitutional. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and I, th I have a theory of why she did that. Uh, I think she's an honest judge, well, based on I, my experience I think, with her. Yeah, that, but in other words, if, if federal judges are going to let... Well, she's the, a state judge. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but if, 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 if you're going to let Democrats gerrymander as bad as they were trying to gerrymander in Maryland. Uh, well, what are Republicans? And Republicans control more legislatures. Right, but if you, if, you look at, if you look at the map now, 
what it it's was coherent what, at least. Well, what yes, what was proposed would have wiped out the only Republican safe district in the state, uh, mm -hmm. which is basically on the eastern shore, and that district is intact. And then the western Maryland district that used to be a safe district has been made more reasonably shaped. Uh, and uh, oh my God! Oh yes, it uh, is the sixth district. It, it is now competitive. Well, no, no, no. That's going to be a Republican district. No, it's me. majority Democrat registration now. Really? That map is majority Democrat registration. Well, well, and, and, well the, let me the, finish. The, the current map that what what they had been working on the sixth district what? made a zigzag around the south side of of Frederick. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, coming from the west, and then made us, and then scooped down all the way down to Gaithersburg. Right. And and now it has uh, moved up to include more of uh, Frederick County and less of Montgomery County. County. And but it is still to majority. call it competitive. Yeah. Uh, let me tr let me tell you, David Trone's career is over. Mm. Uh, Neil Parent will beat him and beat him badly. Well, that that may be because of energized thing, but the, it's still majority Democrat registration. Same thing, uh, Carroll County. We we actually let Repub uh, Democrats register to vote in the county. They just don't. You know, never mind. But the, they uh, <laughs> Carroll County is is then combined with a, a piece of uh, of Baltimore County, and it's mm. once again a majority Democrat, but it's not going to be as competitive as uh, Western Maryland, but there's a, uh, and it probably won't flip this election, but 2024, if 2024 is as bad a year as it's looking uh, for, for the uh, Democrats, uh, uh, we might actually have three Republican Congress critters after that. It, uh, you mean like actually represent student or there's the, uh, People who actually live in Maryland, yeah, proportional well, representation. Well, and well, actually, yeah. and it would it would be a a, a, a uh, the three mm -hmm. districts would be coherent along the entire uh, border with Pennsylvania and then down the eastern shore. So mm -hmm. you know, it would, it would actually you know they would so basically there would be Baltimore, Washington, and their suburbs, and then the rest of the state. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's that's better, but still not as good as it could be. But it shows you how they are understanding that they've got to have some give or the, or the pushback is going to be even worse. Uh, oh, yeah. But that brings us to, speaking of pushing back, Stacey, you started the week w wondering whether or not the Russians were, were going to get pushed back from Kiev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this, uh, yeah, the news, um, the news earlier in the week mm -hmm. uh, was that the town of Irpin, uh, which is the which is um, one of the close was basically the suburb closest to Kiev where the Russian mm -hmm. advance had stopped. Uh, that Urban had been liberated, <laughs> and and, um, and and <laughs> anyways, but there was there was a lot of still a lot of fighting going on in this area, and as you know, mm -hmm. since then. Uh, Russia has come out and said that they're going to kind of uh, what was the word restructure 
<laughs> oh yeah, their effort. Uh, I, I, I right, might have been right. the word. We have uh, met but, our objective. We have met our objectives for phase one. Phase two is yeah. now beginning in yeah, that and, very wonderful and, bit rig around Russia. And so, voice. so the question of 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 exactly uh, what was going on was something that was very difficult uh, to get because mm -hmm. as the reports came in of where they were fighting and and you know, what the Russians were doing, uh, my attention uh, zoomed mm -hmm. in on the town of Borodyanka. Uh, it, and, and it's simply because if you want to understand war, you've got to understand maps, okay? That, oh, that you yeah. can't, you must be able to supply a force in the field. Mm -hmm. And so uh, once it was reported that the uh, Kiev, uh, that Ukraine had taken back the town of Makariv, I looked at mm -hmm. the map and said, Borodyanka, I want to hear about the fighting at Borodyanka because that was the next uh, logical point. And, mm -hmm. and uh, by week's end, um, we actually got uh, the news, and, and it's now uh, seems to be pretty much uh, confirmed that the mm -hmm. Russians have retreated uh, from the outskirts of Kiev. The gates mm -hmm. of Kiev was a march that we played when I was in uh, college. That's not, mm -hmm. not a march. But in it, high school. It's not a march, but it's a, it's a piece from uh, pictures at an exhibition. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, a wonderful brass piece. Yes. Um, um, you ought to find it and play it for us. No. But anyways, but the Russian <laughs> invaders have retreated from Kiev Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the pictures they showed on April Fool's Day, of course, <coughs> for all this, uh, was the recapture of Borodyanka. And mm -hmm. um, but the the uh, the brutality mm -hmm. uh, of the Russians. And this is what we had well, about but basically the, mm -hmm. the net of the week, uh, I was trolling about the interwebs and. The Debka file probably had the most concise and, mm -hmm. and well-sourced uh, information yeah. about it. Uh, basically, the Russians have suffered very heavy losses, and yeah. they have retreated back over the border into Belarus. Um, yeah. The 35th and 36th Combined Arms Army Divisions and the 76th Air Assault Division are back over the border rebuilding. Yeah. And, um the their uh, Russian forces in other parts of the north are uh, showing signs that they're preparing to move out. Um, uh -huh. And basically, um, the Ukrainian counteroffensive appears to be essentially successful uh, in the north. Uh, the other thing that's happened, um, the the. Russians do remember gonna... that yesterday was the end of the current conscriptions uh, tour. Yes, they're and gone. They, and <laughs> and well, they they have announced that uh, conscripts at the end of their tour will be uh, are are supposed to be released from duty, and yes. they're saying that conscripts from the draft that's uh, that started yesterday will mm -hmm. not be sent to hotspots. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And so, they're still not coming in. <laughs> mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, the the Ukrainians are starting to attack sites in Russia again. Mm 
Um, There's been um, some interesting stuff about that. I uh, think they blew an entire munitions dump. Uh, I I don't know about that, but they did get a fuel depot that was uh, they about, sure did that was almost 25 miles over the border, and that yep. was a heli that was a helicopter attack. So, it, you know, basically, uh, uh, Putin screwed up. Uh, yeah. Um, although I would strongly advise the uh, Ukrainians to uh, limit their incursions to essentially pump, um, supply depot uh, raids and keep it to that. Well, um, there is such a thing as overreach. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know. They might want to uh, take Ukraine back, uh, Crimea back, but you know, they might. I, you know, I, I think that would be really cool if they could do it. But to be honest, I would say um, negotiations are the better way to go with that. Well, they may take it back through negotiation, but you know it. That would uh, be better. It, that, but they, it would be better if they also had some boots on the ground during the negotiation as well. It never hurts. Yes. Uh, anyway, terrible. yes, but you know, there's all sorts of things that happen in war that are dangerous, mm -hmm. uh, and that's because the war is always full of crazy people. Stacy, mm -hmm. that's your cue. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, I, I am sitting here. I'm looking at the map. Of um, of Jacksonville, Florida, and trying to figure out how many red lights there are on Dunn Avenue between Biscayne Boulevard and I ninety five. I don't remember. And the answer is, uh, well, I don't know, uh, but um, there's uh, I've driven that road, and there's several. I mean, it's yeah, not, it's not like there's one every block, but there, yeah. yeah. In, in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, a high-speed chase of a kidnapping suspect ended um, with a five-year-old girl dead after the car she was in skidded into a south side retention pond. Um, the child was the daughter of the suspect uh, named, and I'm going to get you the name right here, Hang on a second. Pamelia Teresa out? Cabrera. Okay. The speed, the chase hit 90 miles an hour. And so, and the police said that she ran every red light from Biscayne Boulevard to I-95, changing lanes erratically at high rates of speed. It was reported that a woman with a knife had kidnapped a girl, a five-year-old mm -hmm. girl. This was the 911 call. Folks, let me explain to you something. That when you call 911 for emergency, you need to be very clear with, with what you're getting because mm -hmm. I watch videos all the time of police shootings, okay? Mm -hmm. They show up at the scene and they've got no idea what's going on, who's involved, you know, okay? All they know is what they've been told uh, on the 911 dispatcher, Right. Okay, and so a woman with a knife kidnapped a five-year-old girl. Well, there's a backstory. Uh, Cabrera oh, was diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Okay, and um, she lost custody of her daughter, and the daughter, five-year-old Vanity, 
was Why living. Why did she name her Vanity? I don't uh, know. She was a, a, a fan of mid-80s pop, perhaps. I don't know. Mm. But anyways, uh, the, the, the uh, five-year-old daughter was living with her aunt. And so mm. apparently she was off her meds and uh, showed up with a knife and um, uh, went and and just went um, uh, postal. Postal, yeah, yeah. It, 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 and and so she was. It was a ninety-five mile an hour chase, and her daughter uh, uh, drowned in the back seat. That was sad news. And, and I keep saying, crazy people are dangerous. And it's not just because they run red lights. They do other things that are dangerous. In Dunkirk, Indiana, 36-year-old Kevin Zimmerman was shot to death by police in March. A family member told the local newspaper that Zimmerman had bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Oh, that's the same diagnosis as the woman in Jacksonville, Florida. He had been having difficulties with paranoia. He attached one of the cops, attacked one of the cops with an eight-inch butcher knife, which is a good way to die. Okay. And then in South Carolina, 34-year-old Irvin Moore Charlie was shot to death by deputies who responded to a 911 call about a domestic incident. He chased them with a 16-inch wooden stake and said, y'all gonna have to shoot me. The deputies <laughs> obliged his request. So maybe deinstitutionalizing the mentally ill was a bad idea. Yeah, be. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Anyways, <laughs> folks, I hear the boogie-woogie music in the background, which tells me that we are approaching the end of the other podcast, but we will be back next Saturday night at the same time, seven o'clock. I won't be here. I'm going to be down in Georgia. Well, then maybe you'll oh, have yeah. to come in remotely. All right, 7 p.m. Um, but yes, <laughs> anyways, and we'll uh, be back Saturday night, 7 p.m. with the other podcast. See you later, folks. Good night, Diana. See ya. Good night. Mr. Breeze.